0: Welcome back, my friend. Today's guest is Marissa Peer, and she is the creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy. And she's a best-selling author, relational therapist, hypnotherapist, trainer, and motivational speaker. And she's spent over 30 years working with people, including royalty, rock stars, actors, Olympic athletes, CEOs, and many others. She's written a new book called "Tell Yourself a Better Lie." Use the power of Rapid Transformational Therapy to edit your story and rewrite your life. It is a powerful book, and I recommend you check it out. And this is actually the second interview I've done with Marissa recently. So if you haven't listened to the first part about reshaping your negative thoughts and beliefs, then make sure to go to lewishouse.com 1213. But in this episode, we discuss the biggest lies we tell ourselves in relationships. What keeps most of us from finding lasting love? What needs to be aligned in your life for a relationship to work? How to know if you're with the right partner and so much more. This is going to be powerful for so many of you, whether you're in a relationship or not. I'm telling you, you're going to love this. And if you are enjoying it, make sure to share this with someone that you think would love this as well. Just copy and paste the link, or you can post lewishouse.com slash 1228. Text some friends, post them on social media, tag me and Marissa while you're listening. And let me know what you think about this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the School of Greatness over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, as well as leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought about this episode. Today's fan of the week is from Finn, and Finn left a review over on apple podcast so big shout out to you for being a fan of the week and finn said the school of greatness is a podcast that helped me take control of my own life and work towards being the best version of myself that i can be and everyone needs to listen to this podcast so finn thank you for leaving that review over on apple podcast again make sure you guys leave a review over there subscribe and as always i'm so grateful that you are here okay in just a moment the one and only marissa Peer. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those low lows. And I'll admit, I used to be embarrassed about going to therapy, but I'm telling you, it is so important. Now it is so accessible as well. I highly recommend that everyone turn to BetterHelp to get started on their mental health journey. They are customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and School of Greatness listeners get 10% off their First month at BetterHelp.com/greatness. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com/greatness. What was the the biggest lie you told yourself in relationships until uh-huh. you found a healthy partnership?
1: I'm not lovable,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I better work for love. I mm. better pretend I'm amazing or always be at the gym or look a certain way so I can convince everyone that I'm lovable. But in convincing them, it didn't work because I could convince them, but I hadn't convinced myself. So I convinced someone else I'm so great, but I didn't believe it, which made me act out. and so. That's really the oldest trick in the book. The, the, the lie is I am not worthy of love. One day you'll be disappointed, one day you'll, if I don't always look amazing or be an amazing mom or keep an amazing house, if I don't always earn enough money, you might find someone better, you know, the bigger, mm-hmm. better deal. And so that first lie, I'm not lovable, causes so many others. I've got to work for love. I've got to earn, I've got to go through your phone every night to make sure I got to keep saying, are you sure you love me? Prove mm. it. I, I don't think you're going to leave me one day. I mean, it's the first thought creates a catastrophic <laughs> right. um, waterfall of other thoughts because and it thought becomes. turns into actions yeah, that, are, that are not yeah. healthy. Yeah. So if I don't think I'm lovable, I'm going to check your phone. And go, Why are you looking at her? I saw you looking at him. You like them more than me. You forgot my birthday, therefore you don't love me. I've now got my confirmation bias has gone mm-hmm. crazy but it's all come from one thought, but that one thought has created a waterfall of so many other thoughts until it becomes out of control. And so you've got to peel it back like an onion to the middle thought, I'm not lovable, and go, well, who told me that? And let's do that now. Who told me I'm not lovable?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What did they know? Right. What were they basing that on? Where did that come from? It's not even my belief, it's theirs. How do I, is that true? is that really true that you're not lovable? How could you possibly, have you asked every person in the whole world? Mm -hmm. You've asked a few people in your community and often they they believed you were very lovable, they just didn't tell you for all kinds of reasons. You know, I remember many, many, many years ago, I dated someone that I really loved and I left him and he was in Washington, I was in LA, and I called him and I asked him a question, do you miss me? He went, no, no, I don't miss you. I thought, oh, he doesn't love me. Much later, he said, I missed you so much, but I couldn't tell you because I was doing my law degree. And I thought Mm. if you knew, you'd come back and I needed you to stay over there because it was so important to be a lawyer. And that whole relationship fell apart because when he said, I don't miss you, I thought he didn't love me. And I probably went off and found someone else. And he said later, that almost killed me when you did that. But everything, it's like when people, "I, I don't miss you. I don't think about you. I'm fine. One of my clients said that he left, his wife left him and he cried every day for six months, just would come in, switch off, like sit on the sofa and cry, and after six months he called her. And she said, well, I'm with someone else. You never even called me. He said, I, I couldn't call you because I was a mess. I just had to get myself together. But it's so weird that mm. we, we, we don't tell people the truth or we say, I, I don't care. You know, that's like sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never Mm -hmm. hurt me. Words can destroy you and eat you up. So the lie is I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve your love. Mm -hmm. Or here's another one you'll get disappointed in me. Mm. If I show you who I really am, you might leave me. Mm. So now I've got to play this this part. I've got to earn your love, work for your love.
0: What happens when we don't show our 100% authentic self to someone in the beginning, um, and we reveal that six, 12 months later? Yeah. What well, happens?
1: They're really they're really shocked. Like, I didn't know you were like that. I had no idea because they've fallen in love with a version mm-hmm. that you showed them that isn't even you, and and we forget the truth. Vulnerability is the basis of friendships and indeed relationships. When you're vulnerable, you know, people love you for you. When you're sick, when you have a bad day, they will say, then you know who your friends are. But if you pretend you're okay, I see that a lot with people who run a business, always pretend everything's fine, they never tell anyone they're lonely, and then we Mm. realize, like that great DJ who killed himself, was it Avicii?
0: Of each year,
1: who, who never told anyone, mm. I'm falling apart here. Was it, not Bon Jovi, who was it? Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. Mm. There's so many people in, in the media who think, I've got to pretend I'm gray. I can't right. say I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm lost. They often let you know through their songs. Look at Prince, I mean, mm-hmm. that's so sad that he was so lonely.
2: Yeah.
1: But they feel that if they tell us, we'll see them as weak and needy, when in fact, the basis of friendship is if you're vulnerable and I am, I like you because you're showing me who you really are. And I can love Life. your very soul because I know you. But if I'm in love with an illusion, then it can't work because I don't even know who you are.
2: Wow. How
0: old were you when you started to realize that, that you were lovable?
1: Mm, I think in my 20, a long time, maybe, I remember when I was 18, I had this really lovely boyfriend, he'd always say, you know I. I love the way you look. And I remember saying to my mum, I I haven't got a personality. I really believed I had no personality, because I love your hair, I love your body, Mm. but I heard that I didn't have any character whatsoever. And that really bothered me. So I think, um, you know, it's so weird because when you change so much, you can hardly recognize the person you are. Looking back, I'd say really, my 20s, maybe mid, maybe even later than my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. It was only working with my clients over and over again and seeing what was wrong with them that I began to realize, oh, that's what's wrong with everyone. Yeah, and I began to see all of my clients, they could only ever have one of three things wrong with them. What's that? Well, the first one was, I'm not enough. That was the biggie. I, every client I saw, whether they were a nursery school teacher or they worked in a store, or they were a billionaire CEO or a movie star. They all had the same thing. I'm not enough. And so I've got to earn love or buy love or keep being a bigger, better deal to get love. And that's so easy to fix. You just go, you just take the I'm not out. I am enough. I always have been, always will be. And you have, you see, the lie is, Mm. every day you tell yourself, I'm not enough. You don't know you're doing it. You get up and go, look at me. I don't look right, I didn't I messed that up, I didn't leave enough time to get here, my kids aren't perfect, that Mm -hmm. client is annoyed. So every day, over and over again, you're telling yourself you're not enough. Yeah. And you just have to take out the knot and go, I am enough. If I'm prepared to lie to myself every single day, over and over again, why not have a better lie? I'm enough. It doesn't have to be true. People say, you know, My legs are the size of tree trunks. Well, clearly that can't be true. Mm -hmm. This is killing me. This is making me crazy. This is driving me And say None of these things are true, but if you're prepared to lie, at least have a better lie. I have great coping skills. Mm -hmm. This is a challenge, but I've got it. I can rest at the weekend. I've got this. I've got great, great, I have great coping skills is a great lie, because if you say enough, It actually becomes true. Really fast. (laughs) Something I say a lot, you're never given anything that you can't cope with. Or if I got a lot on, well, I'll rest at the weekend. Mm -hmm. I, I can deal with this. I've got this. This is fine. This is okay. So the first thing wrong with people is always I'm not enough. And if you feel like that, remember you weren't born with it. You're in great company. And just let it go because it's not true. Mm-hmm. The second thing wrong is this belief that I'm different so I can't connect. And that's kind of a modern day illness. You know, if you if you're in a tribe, you would connect because you'd know that you're all interrelated, you look the same. But the this belief I'm different so I can't connect is um Is
0: it I like can't connect or or people don't understand me?
1: No, it's when you you connect by being the same. You know, we're primitive okay. people, we connect by being the same. So if you're different, it's very hard to connect because you feel different. And when mm. you feel different, you can't connect, but then you have to remember the truth. If that's your greatest fear, mm. it's most people's greatest fear. So if you look at ET, he, he connected to Elliot,
2: mm-hmm. but he
1: couldn't connect and he had to go home because he had to be with his people. Mm. So- Why is that
0: such a big fear for people? of connecting. Yeah, I'm different, so I can't connect. Mm. Isn't different good in a lot of ways, like being mm, unique and being different?
1: Unique, well, the answer is yes and no. When you're a little kid, you go, go, I like SpongeBob SquarePants, I I like Green I I like Dr. Zeus, and we connect by being, I got a friend Mm. and they like what I like. Gotcha. So when we're little, we connect by being the same. And our our DNA understands that we are hardwired to find connection and avoid rejection because that's how you make it as a Mm. child. You find connection, whether it's your little kitten clinging onto your leg, your dog wanting you not to leave the house, a baby holding on so tightly to mum. you understand the truth. If I'm connected, I will survive. And if I'm disconnected, I will die. Mm. Because, you know, imagine 100 years ago, you couldn't produce milk for your baby or 500 years ago, we understood that connection was what made us live and disconnection killed us why every culture would practice banishment or isolation or marooning or casting out so connection makes us survive especially as adults yeah okay so we
0: need to feel connected yeah
1: and if you listen to all those songs i'll die if you leave me
0: mm-hmm.
1: my world is empty without you i can't live without i can't breathe without you okay And to this day, you know, schools understand that. Someone trolls you, someone ostracizes you. Kids, you know, cut you out of the group. Mm -hmm. They don't speak to you. So our greatest fear is if I'm different, I can't connect. But if you go back to that, everyone's fear is being different. So if you have that fear, it actually means you're the same. Mm. And connection Ah. is a choice. You can connect to anyone all over the world, whatever their, race, religion, creed is. The problem is that we we don't see that. We still disconnect people. You know, we saw that a lot with the Boston Bombers. They were so disconnected from society that that turned into hatred. And it's really important at schools to look at these disconnected kids and to bring them back. You know, if you look at the whole jail system in Finland, it's all about Reconnect. We don't put people in isolation and then send them back out into the world crazy and full of anger. We reconnect. And so our greatest fear as humans is to be disconnected.
0: So how do we reconnect if we feel like our friend group has pushed us away, our yeah. family has sent us sure. away? And how do we feel connected as we are. Well, sometimes
1: you've got to find a new group. I mean, you know, your family are just what what I call your original family. You can have an, you know, first of all, you have your nuclear family, mom, dad, brother, sister, auntie, uncle, grandma, but then when you get married, they become your extended family. Mm. And so you can always create a family. So don't go back to the old tribe that hurt you and expect them to get better. I think Mm. a lot of our problems is I expect my mum suddenly to become wonderful she was always mean and hostile but i expect her to be kind and lovely she's got old now aren't old ladies sweet no sometimes they're still cranky a right. bitter cranky person doesn't become sweet when they're 80 and often the belief is, i gotta go back to my family and make them love me when there's a whole world out there to love you right and if people hurt you not always intending to and you keep going back to them, but they can't always make it better. It's like, you know, if you, if your family had that capacity to love you a cup, but my capacity is Olympic swimming pool, I can't expect that to fill me up. Mm -hmm. I can fill them up, they can't fill up me. If I have a little, if my parents have a shot glass capacity to give me love, and I've got the ocean capacity, how can a shot glass fill up the ocean? stop going back to people that hurt you and find there are people all over the world that will love you and fill you up but we keep going back to the hurters, expecting them to make it better they're often so hurt they can't Mm. and they often do things like well you know people like us we don't have that and Mm. look at those people we're not like that so it's I feel different you know if your dad was the town drunk if you didn't have a dad and everyone else did, if you had money and everyone else didn't or vice versa. We buy in very early to this, I'm different, Mm. I'm different. And you're not different, you're the same. So you have to stop looking for what makes you different because that's the confirmation bias. Whatever you look for, you're going to find it. I mean, I was a principal's daughter. I felt different the day I went to school and my whole child, because my dad was the headmaster And that was actually horrible. I realize now that was not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I was always looking for what made me different. And then it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I kept looking for it. Plus, Mm -hmm. you know, I could hypnotize people. And that made me feel even more different. And (laughs) I had this kind of ability to work out what's wrong with someone really quickly. And that's both good and bad. It's actually good. But whatever you look for, you will find what, you are moving towards you'll get more of. Mm. if you look for why your head is killing you or say I'm a bit dehydrated I'm gonna drink some water rub some lavender on my head I'll be fine in 20 minutes you've got to decide where you're going and if you look for what makes you different you will find it over and over again but Mm -hmm. if you say well why don't I look for what makes me the same we're all the same somewhere then you'll find that too. And it can be very hard if you're dealing with someone who's violent or aggressive or acting out. But if you can look for what makes you the same and not different, it really changes your life. Because then you can't be disconnected. Right, And you can go all over the world. You can hang out with tribes. You know, my friend was in Rwanda with the gorillas. And actually, if you, think you're like them. I I did this thing of walking with wolves. And the first thing you must do is you have to crouch down. You mustn't bare your teeth. You can't wear wool. And the wolf comes up and it decides that you're a wolf. And then you go for a walk and it keeps rounding you back up. If you walk away, it takes you back into the Mm. wolf pack because it thinks you're one of them. And if you can make a wolf think you're one of them or a gorilla, (laughs) then of course you can do it with people. But you Mm. have to start from, I'm like you, you're like me. I'm the same as you and I can connect with you somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Stop looking for what makes you different and look for what makes you the same because it really is life changing. The third <laughs> yeah. thing that's wrong is such a sad belief. It's what I want isn't available.
2: Mm.
1: I want love, but I was abandoned when I was a baby. I want wealth, but I come from a family that never had wealth, so I can't have that. I want half, my whole family are overweight diabetics, so that's not going to happen. And if you want it while believing it's not available, that will block you. And so you have to decide it is available. It's available with bells on, whatever you want is available. But we have blocking thoughts and limiting beliefs that really get in the way. And you have to go back again to the thought and change it.
0: I love that. So when we realize these three problems that we all have or ask ourselves, do I believe mm. I'm not enough? Do I believe I'm different and I'm not the same, you know, I have similarities as others and do I believe what I want isn't available? If we can flip that and make them all positive, I am enough. I'm. Mm. I have a lot of similarities as other yeah. people. I'm connected. place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host and i believe what i want is available then we can start taking different actions and
1: yeah especially with love the first Mm. thing is to go you know i'm enough there's Mm. someone somewhere that will benefit from being in love with me and i'll benefit from being in love with them so look at what you got to give there's that kindness warmth because all people want is someone to get up with, go home to, that's warm and kind.
0: Mm-hmm, supports. Them, so if yeah. you want
1: love, you have to believe you're worthy of it, you're enough. Mm. Then you have to believe that you can connect with anyone because love isn't about, you know, often the people we fall in love with are nothing like us. I'm tidy, my husband's messy. You might say, I'm logical, my husband's emotional, I'm calm. They're like a Porsche, they go from naught to fifth <laughs> gear in a nanosecond, but... You have to look for, also keep looking back to what have you got in common? Mm
2: -hmm. Do you
1: dream the same dream? Do you like the same things? Yes. I'm the same, so I can connect, and love is available to Mm. me. You know, love is available to everybody. You know, we find love in the strangest places, but we look for it in the strangest places, too. But love's available to everybody.
0: What do you think keeps us from finding and creating lasting love then?
1: The greatest problem in finding and creating lasting love is is the obvious one, I'm not worth it. Mm. And the biggest problem is people stay with the wrong person because they fear they won't ever get any better. Well, it's not really working. I invested 10 years, might as well invest another 10. It's, it's having such low expectations, it will settle for anyone. And the fear of being alone makes us hook up with the wrong person. But being alone, it's better to say, you know, I'd rather be alone for the rest of my life than be with the wrong person. Mm. If I decide, and I did that, I was in Africa, um, I was in Zimbabwe and I was staying in this honeymoon suite and I was like, oh, that's so sad. I said, oh, I'm having a great time, I love it in here. I've got a bath, a shower, it's so romantic. And I remember thinking, you know, if this is as good as it gets, it's okay. Mm. When I decided if I'm alone for the mm. rest of my life, it's okay. I've got people I love and I had a lot of love. And then the minute I made that decision, I was married 10 months later. I hadn't even met my husband then.
0: Is that like an internal switch where yeah. you're just like, I'm lovable no matter yeah, what, but I'm not going to settle. No, I'm
1: not going to settle. And I'm very happy. And and last year when I was in lockdown, <clears throat> someone brought these seven feral cats that lived in my garage. and. I got so much love from those cats. I was thinking, wow, when I'm 95, it's okay. I'm gonna have loads and loads of little wild cats and convert them. And that's the same thing with the cats. I would pick them up and go, I'm gonna make this familiar. Every day I'd hold them for a minute and then two and then three. And I put their cat food in my hand and I was thinking, you know, we're making, being touched familiar. And after a while they just got so used to it because you have to make what's unfamiliar, being held familiar. And I think it's always good to say, you know, There's all kinds of love. I can have love of animals, Mm -hmm. people, maybe my church, friends. Who There's always someone you can connect to, but you've got to look for connection, not disconnection. When you get to that level of, wow, there's a lot of love in the world. Of course you can find love and keep it forever, but you have to believe you're worth it, and you have to believe it's available. Because love is everywhere, it's Mm -hmm. all around you. But you've decided it's not for you. Nature's not going to let you have it. Mm. And there's never one person. I don't don't like that expression, twin flame or trauma bonding, because I think it sends you in the wrong direction. There's only one person. And trauma doesn't bond. Many people say, you know, we lost our child. It was so traumatic we broke up. Or our kid was sick and we broke up. Or you know, I got attacked or the house got burbled and the trauma ended the relationship. So the belief that trauma bonds you together forever, I'm not sure that's a good idea. I think it might work for some
2: people. right?
1: But you just have to think a better belief. Just decide I'm lovable. You know, my grand used to say every pan has its lid. So you're someone's Mm. lid Mm. and someone is your pan. You're someone's fantasy dream come true someone will find you deeply lovable just the way you are. But you can't make them believe it if you don't believe it. You can't make someone believe you're worthy of love if you think, I'm not really worthy of love. Mm-hmm. One day you're gonna be disappointed. Right. When you know you're worth it, everyone else mm-hmm. will know it too. So we do the wrong things to get love. We try to work on our body, mm-hmm. our education, our home. We go to the gym, we try to have stuff snipped off or injected in or waxed off. We're so busy adding stuff and getting rid of stuff to find love.
0: What should we be doing instead?
1: Telling ourselves we're lovable. The only thing you ever need to do to find love is only one thing. Convince yourself you're worthy of it until it it, is, because a conviction is a conviction. I'm now convinced. It's not a fleeting thought. It's an absolute conviction. And convictions come over time. So tell yourself, I am lovable mm-hmm. and I'm worthy of until it is an unshakable belief.
0: What if we're out of integrity with our uh, conviction? Mm. Like, I'm lovable, and, um, but we eat poor foods consistently, yeah. we're alcoholic. You know, we don't sleep well, we're going on bad dates yeah. and letting people abuse us. Mm. So how much of the actions and being in integrity with our word to ourselves is necessary as well.
1: So you're starting from I'm lovable and I'm gonna go on dates and I want this person to say I'm lovable. But if you're eating burgers and fries and staying up all night and turning up with chipped nail varnish and dirty hair and a stained (laughs) t-shirt, you're not really saying I'm lovable. You're not Mm -hmm. really saying I'm a catch. You know, if some guy turned up with a beer all over his t-shirt and an egg in his beard, you wouldn't think, oh, he's a catch any more than a guy would think you've turned up in dirty old leggings with chipped nail varnish. So when it's again, that's abusive behavior. If you want someone to believe you're lovable, you have to believe you're lovable. First you believe it, then you start to act in a way that says, yeah, if I'm lovable, I should take myself to bed now. Mm. I don't really need to watch any more episodes of Catherine the Great tonight. I can do it (laughs) at the weekend. I don't need eight slices of pizza. I can have one. So it goes back into the message you're sending out. When you know your love, when you resonate it, you act in a different way. You not yes. a lot of people-pleaser, you help, you're nice. You wouldn't go, well, i have what you're having. I'll do what you want, I-, I don't care. I'll go wherever you want to go. You, you have an opinion and you'll mm-hmm. say, oh no, that's not my thing, I don't really like that. And no, right. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to drive for three hours. To see you if you're not prepared to meet me halfway then it's not a good place to start if, right. if i've got to pay the bill all the time if you right. never if you never ask me how how is the conversation going back and forth is someone listening to you are they transmitting or receiving some people just transmit they go like a hairdryer they go and the whole day is them talking to you and they never ask you how you are so mm. And that's not respectful. Respectful is yes. saying, oh, did you, you keep interrupting me? You're not asking me anything about me. I've been on a date, there's only one thing about me, and I realized I don't need to put myself through that. And if you have enough respect, you'll say, you know, we've been talking for an hour, this is actually not a match. I wish you great right. success in finding love, but you're not for me and I'm not for you. And you have that sense that rather than dragging out another six hours,
2: Just about being nice. I I don't.
1: I deserve better. And you Mm -hmm. know, again, it comes back to your needs. And in the beginning, when I all my clients have what I call unmet needs. They come in and they go. I wasn't loved. I wasn't nurtured. I wasn't praised. I wasn't supported. I didn't feel safe. And when a child has an unmet need, and and a baby's need is very simple. Children need to feel safe, secure, loved, connected, significant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as we get, but well, we need all of those. We also need you to feel proud of us and we need to feel interesting and worthy. And if our needs aren't met at an early age, we give up the need or we give it away. Mm. And you see that in relationships so much. I've given up the need that, that you care about me, but i care about you. Or I'm giving it away, it's your job now you're gonna have to make me feel attractive, interesting, sexy, worth being with. So I'm giving my need to you. It's a lot of work. Yeah, a huge work. Because now you're still needy, but someone else's job is to meet your needs and they can do it very well for a while, but then they get bored, they have their own needs. Right. So if you give the need up, no one's gonna love me. I I expect all relationships, I always get ghosted. I've now given the need up, I've got my cats, I got my Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. Mm, my Netflix, And yeah. I'm just not gonna even bother. I'm gonna, I just know it's not gonna work. I've even stopped dating, so I've given the need up. I might, I've even given the need up to have a great job and I'm living a life that's not very satisfying, but I've given the need up.
2: Mm.
1: Or I've given it away. Someone out there is gonna have to turn up and meet my need. I need to feel the same thing. Significant, connected, loved, safe. But you, you gotta do that for me. But there's a third way, which is meet the need yourself, as weird as that sounds. If I need to feel safe, my husband's out of town, I go, hey, how can I feel safe? You've left town. I lock the doors, have a little alarm thing that I never use, but when he's out of town, I know where it is in the bedroom. You know, one of my clients said, well, my husband goes away, I have to go and stay with my mother of 85 to feel safe. I'm like, what's she going to do? She's 85 <laughs> years old. How can that be that you've given your need to be safe to someone of 85? Every time your husband leaves town, you take your kids to your 85-year-old mother. So she's given the need away. But Mm. the idea is, okay, I got a phone, I got an alarm, I got a great system I know, or just to believe you're safe. So if you look right now at your unmet needs, they're always going to be the same, connected, safe, secure, significant, valid, worthwhile. I need someone to be proud of me. I need to feel I matter. And it may sound kind of weird to go, okay, I'm going to do it. I matter. Mm-hmm. I'm significant. I'm secure within myself. I, I'm proud of who I am. If you decide to meet your unmet needs, you feel so complete yeah. that then you'll meet other people who can also meet them. But you, it's the opposite of needy. And that's if I'm in relationships. relationship like, okay, I've got a list here and someone's gonna have to tick all these boxes. And the second thing with needs is when you find someone to have a relationship with, you've got to put your needs in three piles. So I'm gonna use all these cups. Yes. So you have to say, okay, this need is non-negotiable. You're gonna have to meet that need. I need to always know where you are at two in the morning. I need to know where you are, I need you to call me, I need you to be home in time for dinner. I need you to put your underpants in the laundry basket. That is a need I'm not prepared to sacrifice. That's okay. But then you might go, you know what? I can put the underpants in the laundry basket. Is it really worth all the arguments? So the second you think, you know what? I can meet this need. I need a clean, tidy house. My husband doesn't even see mess, but I'm just gonna do it myself. Or maybe we can get someone to come in but the second need, you meet it. And the third need, just give it up. It's sometimes says, it's just not worth it. Mm. So if I said, I need my husband to make a huge deal about my birthday and hey, this is a need. Birthday's a huge, I want a gift, I want it wrapped, I want ribbons. I can say, meet that, I can say, you know what? I can find myself a great gift. I can do that myself if it's not that important. Or I can go, is it really important? I've got every, do I need all these gifts actually? It doesn't matter which one it is, but no one can meet all your needs. You've got to have that need as non-negotiable. That need, I can meet it, and that need, I'm going to give it up. So my daughter is an artist, and I realized immediately the need for tidiness, there's just no way, People who are messy don't see mess. They can't meet you go, oh, yes, I'm so sorry. they don't see it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say to her, hey, you need a tidy room all the time. Right. I, couldn't, I could go in and tidy her room every single day, but you know what, I just learned to shut the door. I gave up that need and it made our family so much happier because she lives in chaos. And I don't. And she's a painter. Mm -hmm. And one day I went and I stapled plastic all over her walls and her carpet, and that was that was great. I never worried about it again. So look at your needs. Put them in three piles. I have to have that need, Mm -hmm. met. That's okay. And I'm going to meet that need, and I'm giving that one up. And allow your partner too to realize that they can't meet all of your needs. Mm -hmm. You can't meet all of those. And some needs just aren't important enough.
2: Right. Right.
1: And others are very important, depends what they are.
0: What do you think is more um, important in a relationship to make sure your values are in alignment, to make sure your shared vision is in alignment, or your lifestyle? Like the way you want to live your life. Like one wants to travel more and the other wants to stay home.
1: I think lifestyle, you know, is most the thing people fight about more than anything is money. Even people with Mm. lots of money, the number one thing we fight fight about is money. And the second is chores, even if they have a housekeeper.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. So that must tell you that lifestyle is everything. You see... You don't have to have oh. the same values. You know, you could be of a different religion. You could be Muslim, I could be Hindu. And we can actually get on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We could come from a different culture and we can work that out. I come from a family mm. where everybody was divorced mm. and my husband doesn't, but we get on really well. So I think values are nice, but that's, you know, we've got to have exactly the same values. We don't always have the same values. Some people value things more. I mean, some of the things my husband likes to watch on television, I, I find boy and he, and he hates all yeah. my, oh, that's a chick thing. I was trying to, what was it? I was watching um, the new episode, of Sex and the City. He's like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I actually didn't love it either. So no, I've got to watch it. I'm invested in it now. So sometimes he'll go and do something else. It's like if you're with someone who loves sport and you don't, you don't have to love sport. My husband loves cooking. He's always cooking. I, I don't really love that. I, I don't mind, but it's all the shopping right. and then the chopping and then, and the, cleaning, then the cooking, and, the, yeah. and then the cleaning. I'm like, let's just grill some fish, but he likes. <laughs> so that, but we don't have the same thing because I don't value cooking at all the way he does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But lifestyle, if you're up all night and your partner goes to bed early, if you're an outdoor person, you love to travel, they love to stay home you love family and they don't I think lifestyle is' where you're going to spend the rest of your yes. life with one person so I think you should look I mean so many issues about our kids are going to private school no they're not I believe in punishment I don't believe in that it makes a very unhappy home right so lifestyle is important values are important too and goals and dreams are important but you can have different goals like my husband has no desire to write best selling books you could say we're not but imagine if he did we'd be competing but when Mm -hmm. i'm writing he he cooks me lovely food he brings me tea and coffee he knows i have to be left alone because i'm in a writing mode so we're not the same because he has no interest he tried once to write a book he absolutely hated it he threw the whole thing away but i couldn't do what he does so are our values the same yeah are our goals and dreams the same no but is our lifestyle the same? Yeah, we like the same thing. Yeah, We tend to go to bed together, get up together. We like to travel to the same places. You know, if I was with someone who wanted to go out all night until 2 a.m. be hard. That would be really hard because that's, if I was with someone who wanted to bring people home every night and have a party, that wouldn't work. Mm. So I think you, we really forget that having the same lifestyle It's really important because that's what people fight about the most.
0: i got a couple final questions here. What do you think we should feel when we start dating someone and we've been dating them for a while? What do you think we need to think or feel or know internally that we can move forward towards a commitment?
1: Your feelings are the most real thing you have. And I always think you should feel your feelings until they no longer require to be felt. Mm i so, say, you know, I met this person. I didn't really like them, but oh my God, the sex was amazing. So I overlooked all these things. I met this person who was mean, rude to waiters, dismissive, rude to my family, but they were just so compelling and so gorgeous and mm-hmm. so out of my league that I tolerated it. Tune into your feelings. They will tell you very quickly. You know, our gut, our gut is our gut instinct. Our gut is the second brain. If someone doesn't seem nice and doesn't seem kind and is treating you badly, why stay? Why wait for that to get better? Mm-hmm. If you feel that they're not really a nice person, then why hang around? If you notice behavior that's a red flag, they always forget their credit card. They, they seem to diminish you will say, you know, I don't know how I ended up with a narcissist, but often we do. We go, yeah, I, I just, I.
0: There was something else that was more compelling. They were
1: so good looking yeah. or so nice or they were very generous. They took me to great places. And I overlooked the fact that either they were annoying or mean or even boring. I just thought, I'll, I'll, I'll stick this out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, your feelings are the most real thing you have. And you've got to feel your feelings until you get the message and then they go away. And often we just ignore feelings.
0: Can your feelings ever lie to you?
2: Mm,
1: no, I don't think so. I met many people us said, on my wedding day, I knew it. And one of my friends said, I knew I was marrying the wrong person yeah. on my wedding day. I waited for my wife to come there and I knew I was making a mistake, but I couldn't let people down. You know, Charles and Diana both tried to call off their wedding. Both of them knew it was wrong, but they felt, well, we've got to go ahead with it. Right. And if your feelings are saying no that early, then at least go, hey, there's no rush to get married. There's no rush to move in. There's no rush. I mean, there maybe is a rush to have children,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but more problems are, occur from picking the wrong person or staying with the wrong person because you're not tuning into your feelings. When mm. you tune into your feelings, you know, because the feeling is, I feel a feeling of rightness with this person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love waking up to this person. I love coming home to this person. Even. On my worst day, when they annoy me, I imagine my life without them and think, oh no, my life's so much better with them. So I don't think your feelings can ever lie because they come from the gut, which is the seat of your emotion. Right. I think we lie to ourselves, but our feelings don't lie. And you know, in the 10 people in that book, every single one of them had lied to themselves that there's a girl in there who wanted to kill herself and her lie was, I've got to be good I need to be good. And I said, but being good makes you want to die. She goes, I know. I said, yeah, I think it's time to stop being good. She mm. said, you know, I'm going straight to Victoria's Secret now. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think you need to be bad. You need to be naughty. If being good makes you want to die, what's the point? And then the girl in there with OCD, and OCD is nothing more than I can't control what's going on in here, mm. but all the cups are going to be just right. Mm-hmm. And everything, and now I can control out there. Because I can't control in here, and for her it was just a question of look, control in here. Look at the thoughts and change them. And so many of us are so busy, not really feeling what we feel. We think we can Netflix our feelings, or Krispy Kreme donut our feelings, or nice bottle of wine our feelings, or you know even Amazon or eBay our feelings, but. You can't. You have to feel your feelings. They're the most real thing mm. you have. When you feel your feelings, you go. What am I feeling? I don't know, but I'm not going to eat it or drink it or shop it. I'm going to sit with it
0: until it yeah. no longer needs to be. Yeah, felt. and
1: then it yeah. goes away, and it goes away really quickly, and it stops coming back. Yeah.
0: This is powerful stuff. We'll Thank have to you. do another. We'll have to do a whole another yeah. episode on relationships another time. But uh, this book is going to help a lot of people. Tell yourself about a lie. Use the power of rapid transformational therapy to edit your story and rewrite your life. By Marissa Peer. Make sure you guys get a few copies of this. It's going to be really inspiring. Some incredible stories that there'll be at least one or two examples in here that'll resonate with you and your friends, I guarantee it, and will be helpful action steps on how to overcome these different challenges.
1: Can I just add one thing? There's one chapter in called RTT for me, and as it shows you Mm. what I do with each person, here's Ryan's story, here's Tara's story, it shows you what worked, and at the end it shows you, look, it's not that you don't need therapy, but there are certain things you can do certain things you can do yourself, like upgrading the child. a
2: mm-hmm.
1: great part of what I do with clients, but it shows you in the RTD, what you can do at home.
0: Upgrading the child, your yeah. inner
1: child? Yeah, upgrading the child, dialoguing with a hurt,er praise you've always wanted the missing bit of you, mm-hmm. and installing the cheerleader. They, they, they're not a replacement for therapy, but you may not need therapy. You right. just may need to fix a few little things, like the lie you're telling yourself.
0: Yes, I love this. You've got an amazing YouTube channel, Marissa Peer, podcast, social media, Marissa Peer everywhere. Where else can we go to support you and uh, learn more about what you're up to?
1: I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube. But if you go to MarissaPeer.com, we have a ton of free audios. We have audios on love blocks, money blocks, success blocks. We don't ask for a credit card, they're all free. So MarissaPeer.com will give you a lot of free resources. RTT.com is should you want to do what I do because we've now trained 13,000 people in wow, RTT. It is amazing. amazing. In fact, a lot of their stories are in there too. If you want to find someone to do RTT and train in it, go to RTT.com. And if you want to get all these I'm Enough bracelets and join the I'm Enough movement, go to I'mEnough.com.
0: I love They're it. all yeah. my websites. I think a lot of people have signed up to be in the RTT um the therapy community from yeah. from our interviews. A lot yeah. of people have messaged me said I signed up for the I course know. and the workshop and they say amazing things. So I highly recommend it. Check out MarissaPeer.com for more. Uh, Marissa, you. you're always an inspiration. I'm so glad Thank we you. get to... I'm so glad we're friends. I'm so glad I get to connect with you. And and I learn so much every time I have you on. So I'm excited to do more in the future. And I just appreciate you for constantly showing up. You're an amazing gift to the world.
1: Thank you. And I did forget to say, if anyone wants to have that program for their children, the the cheerleader for children, write to me. Because we give that away. We're giving that to schools all over the world now.
0: Okay. Is that online somewhere? Or are they just...
1: If you just go to com and say you want the I can to... I can't or I can challenge for schools. We send it, but we also send it to scouts and anyone who's working with children. Okay. It isn't just for schools. Awesome. If you've got lots of kids, you can have it in your house or even one.
0: Amazing. Marissa, you're a gift. I appreciate you. Thanks so much oh, for being thank here. Thank you.
1: It's been such fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
0: Matter, And now it's time to go out there and do something great.
2: At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them
0: instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom.
1: Crop out. Yada yada. And bye.